organize your amazing ideas into a powerful book, you are in the right place. At the right time to learn how to write your book. Hi, I'm Joyce Glass. And I'm Sherry Lynn Bisbano, and welcome to The Right Hour, nonfiction tips from The Right Coach team. We are so glad you joined us today. Welcome to episode 905 of The Right Hour. We continue sharing how you can grow your audience on social media. Today, Murr shares how... LinkedIn has changed over the years and how you as a writer can best utilize the platform. Murr is a LinkedIn lead generation expert who in 2014 created a LinkedIn funnel framework to help strategically grow her business without being spammy, salesy, or using any kind of automation or bots. She focused on building trust, positioning herself as an expert, and providing value. Now, she uses the same framework to help her clients grow their businesses, which result in an additional five or even multiple six figures in their business. Remember, the best time to grow your audience and make connections with possible endorsements is while you write your book. This episode is sponsored by How to Build Your Audience on Twitter with Keith Keller and the Right Coach team. If you're writing a book, the time to grow your audience is now, before, during, and after you write your book. Don't make the mistake I did and wait till you're finished writing. It's too late, or you'll need to delay releasing your book to grow your audience. Learn the four easy and actionable strategies on how to grow your audience. Use the discount code for you to receive $10 off and learn more at the link in the show notes. I am so excited today. We have with us Myrna Bacon. Is that how you say it? <laughs> but you can call me Bacon like most, okay. most U.S. peeps do. Well, <laughs> <laughs> You got to understand that's how you would say it over here. <laughs> exactly. That's when I say bacon. I'm like, whatever, dude. Just like, it actually sounds cool. Mere, mere bacon. Like, yeah. <laughs> what is the correct pronunciation? Bachun. Bachun. You can actually pronounce it pretty well. Usually people can't handle the ch. So. I took German. And oh, I- Exactly. And I have German backgrounds. You know, most of Germans sound like they're going to spit on you any minute now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what language is Croatian closest to? Or what do y'all speak? Well, yeah, I mean, we were under Hungarian Austrian Empire. So we have, we have actually a lot of Germanism in, in our daily, the way that we talk, and especially old school Croatian. My grandma, when I talked to her, there was still a lot of German Germanism. With the internet in the last 10 years, it's just like we have a lot of English words as well because everything is slow, mixed creation with English and whatnot. But yeah, we were under Hungarian and, and Austrian kind of okay. background is there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a mix of all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Well, I am so glad you're here because we're doing this series on social media and a lot of writers struggle with building their platform and understanding 
how to do all of this and also getting overwhelmed. So I, you know, I tell them pick one or two, start with that and then grow from there. Don't try to learn them all at the same time. You will drive yourself crazy. <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. So but what, what gets you interested in LinkedIn and then kind of tell us a little bit about you and then how you became this expert in LinkedIn. I started my first business using LinkedIn and then that was a startup where we work with like nutritionists and there I had a huge like online platform where I helped them to work online with their clients and but we were too far too early in the market there was no way that we could actually survive and if you know the only option for me was like to move into the US and keep raising venture capital because we were we were one of, we were one of the the first startups in Croatia to get venture capital and investing in Europe is much more different than in the US. So I had to start up, but I realized I really hate doing software. It's not where my heart lies. I was more in like coaching and like in writing and video because I was a video, video editor professionally for a long time. It was the hardest decision for me to make to leave the startup because I put my you know heart and soul into it. But I learned so much about business. I learned so much about like all that stuff that doesn't scale that actually today is the the thing that um, makes my business really bloom. Mm-hmm. I just realized, you know what? I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do now because I'm leaving the startup. I really can't handle this. I had a huge burnout and everything. But I'm like, I know how to do LinkedIn. And I, I know how to, you know, I started my first business from ground up just using this. I'm just going to record the course, put it out there. Maybe someone wants to buy it. That was, that was three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. So I've been using LinkedIn for like five or six years. Uh, actually started to do this like three or four years ago. And people, I realized that people really struggled with LinkedIn. And it wasn't even this hype platform like three or four years ago. In the last year, it's very hype because everyone's starting to get super disappointed with Instagram and Facebook and like Twitter. They're actually looking for people with money, like actual business people, coaching industries, like an industry where I would say like 70% of people are like actually broke because mm-hmm. everyone can, can call themselves a coach, right? Right. Um, and then this, these are some of the things that are starting to kind of go from, you can see in the market that people just don't believe other marketers anymore because like, the, I would say that the market has matured and I'm really happy about that. Now, most people are actually looking at LinkedIn as this like, oh, there's like the platform. It was the boring platform. Now it's like the platform with the money, right? Right. But it's also very, very different platform, which I want to talk about today with you because uh, we're going to, I think, save a lot of <laughs> a lot of writers um, just like wasting a lot of time on doing the wrong things there. So um, it wasn't kind of super passionate. Like I'm, I wake, woke up and I was like, I want to do LinkedIn for the rest of my life. It was like a way out. But in the meantime, I, I really perfected my strategy. I enjoy working with people and like coaching and, and marketing and all that stuff. And just like helping them with their businesses. That's kind of the thing that moves me the most where my system has been proven so many times in the last three or four or five years that now I can almost guarantee that if I start working with somebody and I choose to work with them because I know who, who my ideal client is, that we can get you results. Results in like really helping your business make money in a very ethical way. And that kind of fulfills me much more deeply than it's than the fact that it's LinkedIn, if that, if right. that makes sense. 
I like that in an ethical way because, you know, there's a lot of things out there that they're, it's almost scammy. Some of them. Most I can guarantee like, <laughs> well, a lot is. of them are, yeah, <laughs> but it, well, and they just don't feel right. Cause I, I know in LinkedIn I've been approached and it was funny. The same guy approached me in the message, direct messages, um, about two different people doing the same thing. And I was like, do mm. And uh-huh. it was just odd if I paid them, I don't know, three or $5,000 a month, they were going to get me so many leads a month or whatever. And I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think not today. No. <laughs> yeah. I know it's nice to be, to be honest, it's great to be a LinkedIn expert now. It mm-hmm. wasn't that cool. Like, like three or four years ago because everybody hated LinkedIn uh, now there are so many spammers and gurus and people that have no idea. The experts and people that actually understand the bigger picture and have experience and have like real testimonials and, and real people that they work with. For us, it's now it's our time in the sense of like right, right. What I want to focus like my whole twenty twenty is just like making sure that my program is sets a completely new standard in the coaching industry, mm-hmm. like on the LinkedIn coaching industry because it's like people are getting ripped off. I don't like that. No. Well, let's get diving in here. Is LinkedIn just for business people? That's a, you know, big thing. And I I consider that a little bit of a misconception, but but explain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in my work, I focus mostly, mostly on coaches and working with coaches, but it's like array, like entrepreneurs, Coaches, also speakers. I have a couple of clients I talk to about that. There are writers in a kind of different format. Even even though I would say that any type of a marketer is actually a kind of a writer, either a copywriter. I would say that it's not definitely in the last year, LinkedIn is not just for business owners. I think that the big misconception is when a lot of people don't understand the difference between B2B and B2C. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to kind of clarify that so that writers understand the opportunity as well. So in the classical sense, a couple of years ago, B2B was like business to business, corporate to corporate in most right. cases. When somebody said B2B, it was thought about like huge company working with a huge company, right? right? And that was what people thought LinkedIn was about. And, you know, it actually was more about that just because LinkedIn as a platform didn't, didn't want to be like social media e. Okay. <laughs> they want it to be the site where it's like serious site where you can find jobs and all that stuff. But of course, like as trends, I mean, you can't survive. You don't adopt. They started to be more, I would say the last two or three years, they started to work really a lot, becoming more social media like, but not losing that, that B2B edge. Now, in the meantime, what happened in the industry was that a lot of people, solopreneurs came, became businesses. Mm-hmm. companies right so coachings like coaches it's like a lot of people is like coach and a va they have their own business they have a company right they can invoice and they can do all these different things so there's this hybrid of what i call a hybrid b2c or hybrid mm-hmm. b2b which is actually not a corporation it's actually a, a more of like an online business or a business that's a small business right mm-hmm. where one person can work with the business as a company or one person can work with another person as a com- like company to a client. For example, a coach that has a company can work with a client that is like you know a, a normal person. So, as you know, LinkedIn started to be more social media like 
like a social media more than like a resume site. Um, And as the industry started to change and there's all these different like hybrid now, I would say ways of how people do business. It's not that corporate site anymore. I work with coaches that have, you know, either are solopreneurs or work with, they have a small team, right? They're nowhere near big corporations or make turnover money like annually, like big corporations. They find LinkedIn a great place to find clients. These clients can, their clients can be companies sometimes. If they work with corporate, it can be um, other businesses or it can be just like customers. Yeah, I found a higher quality of clients there is what I find. Yeah. And more so with what I'm doing, the kind of client I'm looking for. Um, yeah. That's, that's the thing that I like. So if it's not just for business people, why should writers be on LinkedIn? Yeah, we had this small discussion before we we started to talk. Um, so one thing that I would really ask all the writers to now listen carefully is like, do not try to sell your books over LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn is not a place where you're going to sell your books. And some of you guys are like, okay, so if I'm not going to sell my books, I'm a writer. Like, why should I use LinkedIn? Well, you're not going to, the reason why you're not going to sell books on LinkedIn is A, people on LinkedIn log in much less than they own on Facebook, right. which means that you, the way you have much more, much less opportunities to land a client and you need to be on the platform all the time to get that opportunity, which means that if you don't have a higher price product and service, it's, you're never going to get a return on investment. The sales cycle is longer. So for somebody to buy a book, it would take them like you would need to actually negotiate with them to sell your book. Mm-hmm. Do not even think about that. Like even if you have like hundreds of uh, thousands of followers, like selling your book is, is not, it's not going to be worth your time on LinkedIn. But what is going to be worth your time is to find agents, for example, if you are a fictional, non-fictional author, publishers, let's say you do poetry or whatever you do, spiritual, you know, whatever, publisher, agents, right? There are, they are on LinkedIn. Let's say that you need, that you want a good publisher, right? You don't want to go like through old school, like, you know, Charles Bukowski saying, you know, sending letters and getting like, Everybody's saying no. You can use LinkedIn actually to get to people that you won't find on Facebook or Instagram. Like these are the decision makers. You know, even if you want to get your, um, let's say your story, you write short stories, for example, and you want to get that story published in your Times. Like you can go on LinkedIn, find people who actually like are some type of a decision maker in your Times, mm-hmm. send them an invite to connect, and start a conversation. LinkedIn uh, is agents, publishers, any type of decision makers that can help them in their career, right? They're much, they're probably on LinkedIn. If you're more of a type of like a business writer, or I would say like entrepreneurial type of a writer Mm -hmm. where you're uh, writing books so that you can get speaking gigs or like use it, use it more for marketing purposes, for example, or something like that. It's still, you're not going to sell books. You're going to use LinkedIn to find gigs to find conferences, to also find decision makers to get you to that next step. One thing you have to realize about LinkedIn is that it's a great place to find people that are usually like, you either have to Google it, you have to like find in the yellow pages, you have to like do all this like research and work. Like on LinkedIn, it's much more, much more easier. But like, for example, let's say that you're a self, 
you're a self-published author, right? You have 1,000 copies, hard, hard cover copies. And you want to find somebody that's going to sell it for them, like, or like, you know, somebody that wants to sell it for you that you want to partner up. LinkedIn as well is going to be a great place. Now, I'm, I'm a little bit like, I, I know how it works in Croatia when it comes to publishing. I don't know like all the details of how it works in the US. You probably guys have much more opportunities around um, different types of publishing than we do in Croatia. But it's still the same thing. Any type of a partner, decision maker, agent, any of these types of roles, besides the person that's actually going to buy the book, LinkedIn is good for. Right. All the other platforms like Facebook and Instagram, and Twitter that are much more B2C. And it's all about like really the amount of people that see you. This is for like sell your books over there, like Amazon, Facebook, whatever, right? There's all these different ways. But for LinkedIn, everything else, all of the other like kind of technical stuff, people hold things that you actually need in order to become a writer and for people to actually buy books. Right. And that's, that's what LinkedIn is good for. Great for connections, so because writers, if you, mm-hmm. especially if you self-publish, you're going to need mm-hmm. a graphic designer and somebody to format. You're gonna exactly. Need, you're going to need editors like me, and uh, maybe a writing coach like me. So you know, there's a lot of things that you can do and build those relationships, and you can see their content. Yep. I do have a question. For you. So, as a writer, what kind of content? would be good for writers to be sharing on LinkedIn to connect with other people? Because that's going to be probably different than their blog posts, would it not? Okay. So the way that I approach LinkedIn and the reason why it works so well is that we I don't spend my clients' time on stuff that they don't need to do. And I really focus a lot on personalization. It's all about the client, right? I want to protect his time. I want to protect his reputation. I want to build his reputation if needed. But in, if you look at it that way, everyone, I, the most common and the biggest mistake that everyone does is like, I'm going to go on LinkedIn, I'm going to write content. And since we know that every social media, as you said before this call, is like a different planet, this is on planet LinkedIn, how it works is like people are busy. Mm-hmm. They do not spend time on the home feed. Imagine like the New York Times editor guy, right? He doesn't have LinkedIn open 24-7. He doesn't scroll through the home feed all the time. So does it make sense to write content for if your target market is editor, right? Mm-hmm. It might not. So I think that this uh, that's actually the wrong question, what type of content they should write. I mean, you should always write content that resonates with your, with your market and with your target market, right? Mm-hmm. That's the ultimate answer. It's like your target market and your readers are always going to give me the thumbs up or the thumbs down, right? But the question is not what I think the right question is whether you should write content on LinkedIn or you should focus on something else. Um, the reason why I'm saying this is because of, there's a lot of mis- misconception that comes from Facebook that like content is king, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to kind of give you a little bit of an idea. If you see the Facebook profile, and this is all common sense, look at the Facebook profile. Is there anything else that you can actually do on that profile besides writing? statuses, writing your thoughts, like writing content. No. When you see the LinkedIn profile, it's a huge opportunity for writing a story directly better to your ideal client, to the person that you want to work with. And in how I look at LinkedIn, again, that's why it's so different than what everyone else is teaching, but so much more efficient is that I really focus on the LinkedIn profile being your most important asset on LinkedIn. 
So I would rather talk about how to, to write the LinkedIn profile than about how to write the content because you can get so many things wrong with content. Like I see people that have 20,000 followers, not one like on the post. I post once per week strategically because I know what I'm doing and I understand the LinkedIn algorithm. I can get from 100 to, to 500 comments in, in two days. Like mm-hmm. my, my team is drowning. We can't handle the demand, right? <laughs> that, that's because I know my target market and I do the same for my clients. For the clients that I know that their target market is utilizing homepeed. So you can actually, if your target market is not scrolling on the homepeed and you're writing all these posts, you're actually going to do yourself, like you're going to tell the LinkedIn algorithm that your content is not relevant because nobody's going to just have time to see it. So I would be very careful with writing content on LinkedIn, to be really honest. Your LinkedIn profile is something that's a much bigger and better asset for anyone using LinkedIn, so writers as well. And one thing that you have to remember, if you're a writer and if your profile sucks, that's going to talk a lot about you, mm-hmm. okay? It's almost like a marketer or a person that's like, you know, you're an English teacher or the teacher of like the English language and you have like spelling mistakes on your own profile, right? So that, that sucks. The reason why the LinkedIn profile is such a much better asset is it just, A, follows you everywhere you go on LinkedIn, whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Whether you're writing articles, uh, messages, emails, posts, like whatever it is that you do, you always like it's always there, right? It's like your picture and your headline. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, also when you connect with somebody, let's say you send an invite to connect, what you're probably going to do is you're going to check out their profile. I at least check out the headline, at least, but there's no way that I don't pay attention to that, right? I don't spend time on the home feed, you know, going through content. I don't have time for that, but if somebody asks, for example, to connect with me or sends me a message, I'm going to check out their profile, right? That is for sure, okay? And this LinkedIn profile is is basically created in a way that there's all this space to tell a story. Mm-hmm. And I teach my clients not to use it as a sales page, not to use it as a landing page, not to put a bunch of keywords inside, but to tell a story about their market. And that's why we have so much success that people don't have to sell because the way that we approach the LinkedIn profile is like it needs to talk about them instead of you. And I think that you said that you teach the same, very similar thing, right? It needs to be about the reader. So it needs to be about the reader on LinkedIn as well. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's interesting, yeah. Yeah, and it's just like common sense. So what I would encourage your listeners to actually focus more on, and and to be honest, like they're probably going to have more of like one-on-one maybe messenger conversations than they're, you know, somebody's going to see them just because they posted some content. What I'm encouraging you to do is like to basically make sure your LinkedIn profile really is a good representation of what you, what you offer to the world. Mm-hmm. And then content is something on the home feed that is an add on. If your if your market, if some, if, if your readers have time to go there. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Definitely, definitely. So do you have like a couple of things you can tell us that, that should be on the profile so that you're going to attract the pro- kind of people you want? Is there a couple of just quick things you can tell us? Yeah, I mean, have a normal, like I know writers, like have a really good headshot photo. Like don't, do not have your like cats and dog stuff. <laughs> one thing that you have to know is that anyone that takes a look at your LinkedIn profile, one thing they're asking themselves is like, what's in it for me? Right. They are never actually interested in, in you. It's never basically about you. So do not bother talking about how cool a writer you are. 
what I teach my clients, again, it works really well, is to tell a story about their market on their LinkedIn profile. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of biggest secret that, secret that I can give away instead of just like, you know, telling you exactly how to do it. But right. you need to, when somebody lands on your profile, needs to resonate with them, right? Mm-hmm. It needs to be like, you know, when you go and send them a message, they're like, yeah, I remember you, right? It's like, or they, they're so inclined that basically they're like, I got to send this person a message. Mm-hmm. It, like they are speaking my language. A lot of times my clients say like, their client said, you're in my head. So mm-hmm. you need to be in that editor's head. You need to be in that publisher's head. You need to be, you know, that's what your profile should be about. When they go there, it's like, this speaks directly to me. Okay. That's the, the most, like, that's going to bring a lot of attention. That's going to give you like a head start for people to just like give you the time of day and notice you and just remember you because that's, to be really honest, that's the kind of your first obstacle going to be to just get, get their attention. Well, and writers are known to support other writers too, but what would you say about finding an audience on LinkedIn? I mean, I guess you've got to decide what audience you're looking for, correct? Yeah. Are you asking me about like LinkedIn groups? So like, you know, somebody that's written a spiritual book, they might find some good connections on LinkedIn, but they're not necessarily going to find their reader there. Somebody who's written a book about investing and investing mm-hmm. in startups, they're probably, they might could find their readers there to connect with. So what, I guess, what kind of audience or how do they approach mm-hmm. an audience or connect? Yeah. I mean, I teach my clients to only connect with their, I mean, there are other gurus that talk about like quality quantity i talk about quality for a number of reasons quality always beats quantity on linkedin in other platforms it's other planets are different right Right. um i would definitely suggest not to kind of try and find their reader on linkedin but again use it as we talked about and then build your connections just with these relevant people like i still i'm on linkedin for like over five years again build two businesses with it i have about like six thousand connections and people are like you should have like you know, tens of thousands of connections by now. And I'm like, yeah, but I purge my connections like every month. I just like unconnect with a bunch of people because I have uh, an audience then that sees my content that are my ideal clients. And then when I do anything, I'm always in front of them and I'm in their headspace, right? I do not connect like software engineers if my target market are coaches. Mm-hmm. So I really cultivate, I I really am all about quality and it really works well. So for example, like I get loads of people like asking me to connect, like you wouldn't believe like I, sometimes I'm like, I can't handle the, like how many people ask me to connect. And most of them, like 85 to even 90%, I said no, because I have no use of them in the sense of like, if my connection base is not focused around my, the person that I'm pursuing, the type of person, like ideal client that I'm pursuing on LinkedIn, that means that I'm just going to waste my time because it's going to be all watered up and the algorithm is going to get all watered up and I'm not just going to, I'm not going to get in front of the right people. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there are other gurus are talking about like partnerships and, you know, people know people and that's all cool if you want to go that route. But again, my job is to protect my client's time. And I know very well what works on LinkedIn and, you know, the whole like, yeah, let's build a huge following thing. It's almost like having a huge email list that you do not like, you know, people just don't open their emails. Mm-hmm. 
So I would definitely suggest to resist the, the urge to connect with everyone or like just somebody because they like your book. LinkedIn can be tremendously amazing if you one thing. And that one thing is I teach my clients over and 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 over again is focus. Mm -hmm. Why you're there. What do you want to do? Right. And just like focus on like not getting distracted, but all with all the noise, just can build your connection base of editors, build your connection base of publishers, build your connection, connection base of decision makers, let them see your profile. And then if you start communication with them and you see that they're active on LinkedIn, that they respond a couple of times per week, which is actually, that means active on LinkedIn. Then you can think about maybe creating some type of a content so that they can see your writing style, but not the other way around. Right. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? It does. It does. So the big key, like you said, is focus. And it's interesting how what I teach my clients for their book is exactly probably similar, very similar to what you're teaching for people with LinkedIn, because if a book doesn't have focus, people are going to get bored and put it down and they're not going to read the next one because they didn't read the first one. So you got to have yeah, exactly. and something to keep their attention. If you know who you need to connect with on LinkedIn, that's more important in your profile than just spitting out a bunch of content to spit out a bunch of content, right? Exactly. Right. Like I'm going to tell you, like you can get clients just with having your LinkedIn profile optimized the right way and written for the right person Mm -hmm. without content, without messages, without anything happened to me, happened to my clients. Then the next step is like, you can get clients off LinkedIn without like, just by having your LinkedIn profile and just like maybe understanding how to do messages. If you write content, this is the thing. If you write content, but your LinkedIn profile is not optimized, you will not get a client because you know what? After your content, they're going to check out your profile. If your profile sucks, they'll never work with you. Right. So that's the thing. Who is this? Content is over. Yeah. Yeah, Like content is overrated in that sense. It's not, I'm not saying like, do not, do not write content again. I don't want to be misunderstood, but it's not necessarily what will get you clients. A good profile will. Mm -hmm. It's, it can be so strong. There's not a better asset than a good LinkedIn profile for the for that platform. Awesome. So what training do you recommend to for people to use that they either they want to learn how to use LinkedIn better or gain clients? Because you mentioned your course. What is it that you are who do you help with your course? I actually stopped selling courses to be real honest. I have a program. Oh. Uh, so uh I have kind of two resources. One is like the free Facebook group that's still open where I talk about a little bit more like the, the philosophy of LinkedIn for you guys to understand the co- these concepts, which are the key. Because if you don't understand the concepts, um, you're going to do mistakes. And then I have the 90-day LinkedIn Accelerator, which is like a 90-day program where me and my team basically guide people throughout the 90 days every single day and build out uh, a strategy that works particularly for their business on LinkedIn, whoever they are. And within 90 days, we accelerate their business with like clients and, and stuff like that without using any kind of BS or like, you know, automation tools or like reputation. I usually work with like coaches, but I, I just told you before we had this, before we started to record, I actually had, since I, I was a published author in Croatia as well, I had one client, Megan, she's still in. She writes like biographies of family owned businesses and kind of, 
enables him to leave like this huge legacy in the form mm-hmm. of a book. And I love that concept. I was like, I gotta get you in. I never worked with the with the writer basically, but like I know that I can get you clients. And sh- we did, we did, we got we got her in, taught her our strategy step by step. Got we got her accountability support. It was like amazing. And I think it was like two weeks after she optimized her profile. She had a person checking out her profile and saying, "Hey, dude, like, I, I, we got to talk." Like, I, and she closed the client like within a week. It was just a little bit of a smaller project because they decided to have a smaller project to start, but like the emphasis is going to be like to continue to work together on bigger projects. And I think she she closed it within two weeks after like people checking her. She didn't write content, by the way. It was just her profile. That's awesome. Exactly. Exactly. So, so we'll, we'll put a link to your free Facebook group. I can. Yeah, I can maybe leave a link for like scheduling a call if somebody wants to talk more about Accelerator because there's only 10 people every three months that we get in. It's super exclusive in a sense of like, I have three coaches and two people working with me. So there's like five people or six people in the Accelerator. We focus on like these, uh, our clients, and we give them like one-on-one coaching experience, even though it's a group coaching program. It's like mm-hmm. pretty in- insane. It's not for the... Uh, faint hearted when it comes to like the amount of work because we really have like a system like 90 days we know exactly what we need to do and it's pretty intense if somebody wants to talk about like that we can leave maybe a link for that but i don't have like it's not open all the time and people need to be vetted through me because i talk to every single person on the sales call as i want to be absolutely sure that i can help them Right. If I can't help them, I'm not gonna take I'm not gonna take them in. Um and the free Facebook group, I think, yeah, put a link down there, let people in and uh they're gonna learn some stuff as well. It's been very helpful for me. And that's one place that we you and I have connected as well. So what words of advice or encouragement do you have for writers that maybe they're discouraged or with LinkedIn and other social media platforms? What can you do to kind of help them? see a little more clearly how the best utilize this for their platform focus focus Focus. i think that a lot of people are frustrated with linkedin just because they do not understand the concepts that we talked about today Mm -hmm. they either try to talk to the wrong people about the right thing or the right people about the wrong thing is there an opportunity for them so i think it's pretty linkedin is still pretty vague for a lot of people so um just going the route of like, I think that this is like almost like a mini course for writers. Just like go out, find the decision maker that you need for your writing career, mm-hmm. not your, not your uh, people that will, that will buy your book. Think about all the resources of like all the people that you need to help you in your writing career. Right. Okay. From maybe coaches like you to help them out to publishers, editors, whatever, and just focus on that. See what you need right now the most to get you to the next step of where you want to be in your writing career. Who are these people? And then, you know, if it's a coach, writing coach, cool. You know, you can find them on LinkedIn. They can just talk to you. If it's, if it's an editor, cool, find them. Or if it's like a publisher, cool, agent, cool, find them on LinkedIn. And then just be persistent because a lot of people don't understand that LinkedIn is just like much slower platform. People log in a couple of times a week. They do not have like time to to be there 24 7 so just have a little bit of patience and focus about who you want to target and you'll be just fine you'll have better results than you're hoping for so focus patience and making sure you understand who who you're going after and you'll be fine and i I would say connection just it's more about connections 
Um, the more human you're like, and the, the more the less you're you're business like and copywriter like or whatever, and the more human you are, just being yourself, actually you'll get better results on LinkedIn. Even though it, it kind of sounds counterintuitive because like it's a business that work, you need to be all like with a tie and everything. No, <laughs> just be yourself. Be be yourself. Be you know human, and that's what LinkedIn and, and the audience on LinkedIn loves. Yes, definitely. I love that you've shared that with us. And it's, it is a huge help because a lot of people I know struggle with all of this and they can always find out more, like you said, from your group or, or talking with you if that's something they're interested in. So focus connection. <laughs> you know. Patience. Patience. <laughs> that's a big one. Yes. Yeah. See, Twitter I know. moves at the speed of lightning and LinkedIn's kind of like the snail. <laughs> yep. I'm, I appreciate you being here explaining all this to us, and I hope you have a great day. You too. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Right Hour. Our goal is to help you achieve your writing dreams. You are one step closer to write your book. Learn how to get the book out of your head with the four steps we teach our clients. Sign up for the free email series at therightcoach.biz. The link is in the show notes. The four steps help you clarify your focus, create and organize your content, and complete your book. We share tips on the writing process, and you can download the writing planner to track your progress. Don't let fear and overwhelm keep you from writing your book. It's time to write your book.